Hello world and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host Anthony Matulin and today I am joined by Rob. On today's episode, we will be discussing what we are currently into. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Morning Geekdom is a place where friends congregate to discuss all things pop culture. Let's get started. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I am well. How are you? I'm good, man. You're not uh, not too snowed in over there? Weather's okay? Right now, we are. We went through like the, the, the Arctic vortex, they called it, so we were like <laughs> freezing there for a little bit. Okay. And um, then we went immediately from, I think it was negative 10 degrees, and we went within three days up to like 65 degrees. So yeah, we're end of the world weather right now. Okay. I thought it was the polar vortex, man. Everybody out What did here- I say? I don't know. Arctic vortex, you said. Which, oh, it's the same shit. Which sounds like a sounds like a new flavor of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. W- either way, it was freaking cold. But we're we're doing. We actually uh, we went home early, or do we leave late? We I forget. We did one of those things. We went to school, but we went to school I think later. So the degrees went up like two. So when you were walking outside, you didn't like turn into Han Solo right away. You needed a couple extra minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so not full carbonite freeze, but but kind of carbonite freeze. Yeah, like mild freeze. Like what is it? Carbonite? Um, what is it? What do they say? You have a blindness from carbonite freeze or something like that. You got uh, what does he have? He's got. I mean, he's all fucked up. Carbon bind. Yeah, he's all screwed up. What the hell did he have? I, no, something disease. Ash. All right, now it'll just be in the back of my head. That's you okay. go do your podcast. You'll, I'll just process that. You'll figure it out. Is that why Han Solo is so bad in Return of the Jedi? <laughs> because his brain was melted yeah, from yeah, the uh, yeah, the carbonite. It wasn't the fact that Harrison Ford really didn't want to do the uh, movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, just, I just know he he's... had hibernation sickness. That's what he had. Because that's a thing. That's a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when you don't go to work for a couple of days, you have hibernation sickness. You should throw that out one time and just see what happens. <laughs> Hi, boss. I can't come in today. Yeah. I have hibernation sickness. Yeah. You have oh, to do okay. it in the uh, the Leia in the in the uh, bounty hunter voice, though. The the Boosh voice. Yeah. I'll put like John Williams in the back. It'll yeah, be yeah. like a whole thing. Are you watching Star Wars? Again? No, no, no. no. I'm like, just calling no. in sick. Yeah, I'm just sick. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> just sick. All right, man. Well, so today's gonna be some something new, something we haven't done before. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we're yeah. gonna discuss kind of. What we're all, what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're playing, what we're uh, in your, in your case, what you're collecting. Um, yeah, and and considering I'm like so easily distracted, this should be a good kind of random podcast that runs <laughs> all over the place. So oh yeah, okay. I'm all, I'm ready. Well, I mean, again, the, the reason I created the podcast is because you guys are. I have so many friends that are into so many different things, but majority of it is all pop culture. So I think. I love doing the movie reviews. I love doing the long form movie stuff. But from time to time, I want to add this in so we can just see, like, in current pop culture, what we're into. And I think that's important. Now, that is important. But here lies the problem. I'm usually about a anywhere between six months and five years behind whatever the real popular culture is. Sure. So just saying, everything you're listening to is like he's just getting into it. Like, yeah, I just got into. But that's that. okay. And every once in a while, I get into something when it's out, but it's a rarity. But that's okay because I mean that's. That, that I that I find that so interesting. For, so, for example, Damien and I, you know, he hadn't watched John Wick yet. Um, so, by all accounts, John Wick is like one of the most popular action movies the last, I don't know, five, six years. And is turning into arguably like one of the best trilogies ever. So, having watching, having him watch it 
after all of this hype and seeing what his reaction is after you know hearing all of these people say how wonderful it is was was an interesting case study for me so i'm i'm kind of excited <laughs> to do that with you too yeah, you could do that with me with uh, Harry Potter since I am yet to see the one movie. Son oh no, I saw the one movie. Son of a bitch, the one movie. The, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean a, they're not all like that. I mean, it turns out there's eight of them. That's just the one movie. <laughs> I can't believe there's eight of those movies. Like, and they're each like five hours long, aren't they? Uh, they're all like over two and a half. Yeah, I mean, there's eight of those, and then there's now the two from the the spinoff series, the Fantastic oh, but, Beasts series. But the but word around the street is that it's awful and terrible. And yeah, I'm not into them. Don't bother. Ah, gotcha. But I, I mean, I've watched them. Um, but mm. they're not. I watch them for, so I can talk about them like this. But I don't enjoy them. No, they're like the Ewok Adventures of Harry Potter. They're better than the Ewok Adventures. They're like the <laughs> Last Jedi of Harry Ooh. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna tee that one right up, huh? Right up, right off the bat. All right, man. So you know, I, we don't do this with any other guests. But so, what are you? What are you currently drinking? Because I know you <laughs> you, and you enjoy a. Is it a libation before each or two or three? Well, usually it depends on kind of when we start. So today, we usually BS a little bit beforehand, but we were doing technical stuff today. Sure. And usually while we're BSing, I'll crack a beer or two while we're talking. So, but today we were quick. So I'm right on the first one. <laughs> okay. All right. So some backstory. Um, I, <laughs> all right. So Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. this is, all right, everybody, you know, settle in. Yeah. So Wednesday nights, I have uh, some time on my hands because my mother-in-law comes up from Long Island to watch the kids. So what that means is I could kind of, like, I have the evening to myself. So, I don't know, what eight, five years ago, six years ago, okay. I picked up a second job because, believe it or not, teachers are paid horrendously. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? The hell you say. So I picked up a second job. So the second job was working at the local brewery. So we have the uh, Newberg Brewing Company that I was working at forever. Well, forever in the sense of five years. And um, from when they first opened, I became good friends with the the owners and the brewers. And not only was I bartending and kind of doing whatever they needed me to do, I was actually hosting a trivia night there as well. So it's like my heart and soul belong to this brewery. So a lot of that kind of was like handles into like my appreciation for what like beer is all about before that it was just like i was just drinking beer but now i'm like not beer snobby but i'm like i'm trying different things except for today i'm using the same old stuff okay but what is the same old stuff so for today anthony (laughs) we are having the newberg brewing company's mega boss ipa so this is their regular worker man's ipa uh we're looking at seven percent it is fabulous the other cool thing about newberg lately is that one of my former students is actually doing label design with them right now. Oh, that's cool. So it is kind of cool. So we have like a little... And then the other kind of side story besides bartending there and hosting trivia there, and now I got one of my former students doing labels, is I did a... I married somebody there. Oh, because so like, you are an officiant, aren't you? Yes, I am an officiant. Thank you, <laughs> Universal Church. So if you have an email address and you're 18 years old, you can go to the Universal Church blah, 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 blah. And you could register immediately as an ordained minister. So I can marry people. I can knight Jedis. I could do anything. It's a... So I married a former <laughs> student while I was there. That sounds weird, but the, that's what happened. The internet is a dark place, Rob. You could do just about anything. Yeah. And it is, like, universally accepted. Oh. And I could, like, apply for, like, special license plates, and it's bananas. Yeah, can you get, like, special well, parking? I can. Man, come they give you a little plaque. They give you it's it's crazy. Are you, but, you know. are you are you going for like his holiness? Like a like a HSS? No, I, <laughs> or HHS? 
His holiness? Your, your eminence. Yeah. No, I'm going for his eminence. Okay. And that's, you know, right before I, I declare that they are. But that's the whole thing. It's like, it's... Did you ever see a wedding? I'm sure you've seen a wedding that it wasn't like a religious person there. It was just yeah. kind of like a buddy marrying them. Yeah, my wedding. And my wedding, my my stepbrother married us because it was oh, yeah, non-religious. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Is it like it makes it so much more personal? It could be spiritual, but it's not you know yeah. too formal yeah. and whatever. So anyway, so long story short, I'm drinking beer. It's a Mega Boss IPA. <laughs> so, but from what I what I what I just learned from that whole story is that you are open to marrying people. So, if anybody is interested in having oh, uh, yeah. someone marry them, Mr. Leonard yes. is available uh, for I, I'm I'm assuming just for beer. So, just for beer. You know, yeah. Let, if you yeah. <clears throat> at this point, it's like you know because it's it's such a nice thing. So I've married a couple of my friends in the in the last couple of years, but it's just it's it's a nice kind of beautiful thing. I would you know. And, yeah. and we know you like to... No t- charge for the listening audience. We know you like to talk, so that's not a yeah, problem. <laughs> for, and it's the weirdest thing, because I have it like on an iPad, so I marry you with an iPad. Okay. But it's, uh, yeah, it's not bad. I, I'm down to like a half hour, 45 minutes on a wedding. All right. Well, next time, any of my single friends that need somebody, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna give them the email. I'm all over yeah, it. I'll give them the email you do, address. You do have to come to the Hudson Valley. That's the only problem. I mean, it is what it is. It's mm. It's only, you know, what, outside of New York by a couple hours. Not a big deal. Two hours. Yeah, I said a couple yeah. hours. Not a big deal. Yeah. No, you wouldn't know because you've never been here. But, you know, that's... <laughs> well, and it doesn't look like with a little child coming uh, on the way, I'm probably going to get out there anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, so did you do that whole thing yet? Did you, like, announce that you were yeah, you, recreating? you follow me on social media, buddy. I do, but I don't know if you were doing it on the podcast. Um, yes, I announced uh, on the podcast that will actually be... Uh, not announced. I mean, nobody really cares, but I did reference it on the podcast that we'll be uploading today. Um, oh, gotcha. Obviously, this one will be in a few weeks. So, yes, we're talking to you from the future, from the past. We're again in the future. Yeah. We're in the future yeah. Yeah. where the weather is worse. Yeah. So, congratulations. I you wanted to formally say congratulations. Thank congratulations. you. Thank you. Yeah, it's terrifying. And, and it's equal parts terrifying <laughs> and exciting. So, we'll see. You, you know, it all comes down to the dog. If you get a dog first and you can handle the dog, the kid is like easier than the dog. So, you're in good shape. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Harry, Harry Parr has been awesome. He's a, he's, a wonderful dog sometimes has a little bit of issues you know he's uh likes to to tear up shit from time to time so little violet little violet olive should be fine oh so we know it's a girl we know it's a girl her name is violet and we know what the name is violet violet yeah. violet olive violet olive yes violet olive violet olive that's violet, that's hard to say now i'm just like okay <laughs> so i wanted to name i've always okay so real quick story time i've always wanted if i had a daughter which never planned to have a kid at all if I had a daughter, I wanted to name her River after River Tam from Serenity um, oh, of and Firefly. My wife was not having it. So uh, we started going through names. I've always been uh, very – I've always loved the name Olivia with the caveat that I would uh, call her Olive. Um, yep. But now that's one of the most popular names. So that's not going to work for us. So we had a, a short list and Violet, Violet won, which I, I love that name. But the caveat was I, her middle name needed to be Olive. Violet so is it Violet from um It is not from Willow. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It is not. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's just uh it's just Violet cuz we liked that name. Um gotcha. but <laughs> come to find out But you'll be going through that through the rest of your life. People are going to just assume it's a Willy Wonka reference. Correct. Yep. Yep, which I'm yep. fine with. I'm fine with. Um so yeah, the only other Violet that we found about found out about after we decided on that name was uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski apparently have a daughter named Violet, which I was unaware of. Ah. Oh, and you're big fans of Quiet Place. So I'm a big fan of both of them, yeah. So there you go. who knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the likelihood of, of me getting out there is probably pretty slim. The more, 
I think the the better choice would be for you to come out here, buddy. Oh yeah, I'll just do it again. Just you know, no big deal. I'll just keep going out there, and I mean, to be it'll f- be a one sided friendship, and I'll just cry every time I go. But that's fine. I mean, to be fair, we have we have Comic Con out here, right? So yes, I have Comic Con out here. Well, I mean, you do, you do, and and <laughs> I'm not going to throw any shade at, at New York Comic Con, but I'm assuming it's not San Diego Comic Con, and it's definitely. So you're saying it's not. In I have San the lesser Comic Con. It's not in San Diego, arguably, you know, one of the best cities in the whole country. You're going to compare San Diego to New York City? I mean, I just did. <laughs> on what? Sunshine? Like, on, you win. There's more sun down there. On the ocean, on the beautiful, nice people, on the great hey. weather, on <clears throat> just that. Yeah. I mean, last time I went to New York, literally, they throw their the businesses put their trash on the sidewalk to be picked up, like, the next day. <laughs> well, wait, do you want the trash just to evaporate into the sky? It has to go somewhere. But all day? Well, the, it takes a while for the garbage. Listen, buddy. <laughs> First of all, New York people are very unique, wonderful people, and they're good people to kind of like get to know. Because if you could deal with a New York person, you could deal with a San Di- a San Diego. Is it a San Diego? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. San Diego, um, San Diego in? I don't know. <laughs> means a whale's vagina. It means a whale's vagina. Um, the ocean is right there, buddy. It's on the Atlantic Ocean. It's not like we don't have ocean on this coast. That's why they gave us the name coast. I mean, don't you guys throw bodies in the ocean? Like in the river? No, no. They throw bodies in the river, not into the ocean. Doesn't that that go- would be barbaric. Doesn't that go to the ocean? I mean, eventually. By the time it gets there, it's all right. It's all puffed out. Somebody would have found it by then. Sure. But, Listen. but also, you said you were coming out for this. We're going to get into the collecting part of your, your existence. Uh, yeah. But... You also were coming out here for this bullshit Empire Con or whatever it was, where somehow, <laughs> somehow autograph, somehow dirtbag autograph collectors are uh, on the guest list. Like as you can meet them. Like I give a fuck about any of them. Sorry, rant over. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know that's that's how you feel. But I'm ready. But if, if you come out, we can let's go to Empire Con. <laughs> So you are coming. So if I go out, you are going. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, of course. Oh, you just shit on it, and now you're but saying you're going to go. That's how much I value our friendship, buddy. That if you go, oh. if you come out, I will, uh, I will go with you. Oh well, there you go. I'll, okay. I'll even pay for parking. <laughs> wow, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no. But like, when is this? The kids not due out till the kids not due out. Your your wife is not giving birth until like the fall, right? Well, here's the thing. I wish it was the fall, oh. Rob. I wish it was the fall. Oh. Little Violet is is being born uh, ten days before Comic Con. Oh my god! I see. So I'm not coming to Comic Con. So in July, uh, it doesn't look like I'll be probably going to Comic Con. So priorities, buddy. You got to figure that one out. Well, I mean, my wife is the most amazing person I know, and uh, she's green lit. You know, she's like, yeah, as long as everything's okay, and and you know, we've had long conversations, and as long as obviously the baby's okay and she's doing okay, uh, I'll be going to Comic Con for like a day or two because my go. wonderful mother-in-law will be living with us for about a couple months to help us figure out the whole baby situation. Um, so as long as, you know, again, as long as everything is fine, um, I'll, I'll go for a couple days and, and I'm excited because something I wanted to do is do a, a live broadcast from Comic-Con with, uh, with Gerald on the pod. So looking forward to that. Now, <clears throat> how I'm reading this is that if you miss San Diego Comic-Con, you know, the lesser Comic-Con, sure. it's a good opportunity to come to the real Comic-Con, which is New York Comic-Con. So that way you get your con fix. It could be, could be by that point, little Violet will be three months old i mean she should be pretty self self-sufficient at that point right i mean just bring her with you what's the big deal yeah just strap her to the chest and let's <laughs> let's cruise around new york <laughs> gonna have to cruise just in the javits center it's only one spot i mean we cruise around um what the hell's it called hell's kitchen mm. which isn't weird you know 
Javits Center's right there in the middle of Hell's Kitchen. We'll go see some Daredevil. We'll go see some Punisher. We'll be great. I was going to add, well, okay, so great segue, Rob. So you, to See how I just teed it up for you? You're currently watching, one of the things on your list is you're currently watching Punisher. Yeah, I'm trying. Are you watching Punisher one, season one or season two since you're five years behind everything? All right, so I actually just finished Punisher season two. So I okay. am like up to date on the Punisher. Up to date. I am so up to date that I'm going back to the Daredevil episodes to watch those shits. Okay. But I am through, I think, maybe two Daredevil episodes that the Punisher is in. But had you not Daredevil is awful. Whoa, hot take. Had you not watched this prior you had not watched Punisher the the uh, Daredevil season two prior to watching Punisher. Correct. Because I tried watching Daredevil and Daredevil is just it's like it was not connecting with me. You are literally the only person I've ever heard um that uh, has said they didn't like Daredevil. I it's and hey, it's awful. Okay. <laughs> it's you know, there's two things that I don't like about Daredevil. Um, one, I don't like the casting of, uh, Charlie Cox. I, that's his name, right? Yeah, that's his name. Okay. So I, it's just not that Ben Affleck was that much better of a Matt Murdock. And the other thing is I don't really know the depth of Daredevil very well. So I, I've never kind of pictured him in my head, but just kind of watching what I'm watching. I'm just kind of not into it. Like the guy isn't really like a physical presence. He really isn't that captivating as Matt Murdock. He's not really that captivating, captivating as Daredevil. So I'm just kind of like, huh? That's so interesting because I, I couldn't disagree with you more in that regard. But that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that's the actually, I mean, Daredevil out of the original kind of four uh, Defenders is the only show I like. I, I don't like Jessica Jones. I don't like Luke Cage. And I do not like um, the fuck Iron Fist. Um, but yeah. I did enjoy Punisher. I enjoyed Punisher quite a bit on Daredevil. Um, I loved Punisher season one. And season two, I am maybe nine episodes in and I can't I can't finish it. Like, I start gotcha. watching now, it, and I get incredibly bored. There's too much shit going on, too many side stories that I don't give a shit about. Right, uh, and I'll give you, like, spoiler spoiler up to mid-season, but not spoiling it out for you because I don't want to kill uh, you, it for you. you. Can spo- it doesn't matter, dude. You can spoil sure? it. Yeah, 100%. All right. So, season one I thought was great. Um, and you like John Barenthal. You always like John Barenthal, I, I, didn't I you? very much like John Barenthal. Anything he's in, any, uh, obviously Shane... Um, on on Walking Dead, it, forever much of a dirtbag he is on that show was my favorite one of my favorite characters, and pretty much anything he's been in, Wolf of Wall Street, um, even the little cameo he had in Baby Driver, like everything he's been in, I've enjoyed him in. And you've met him a bunch of times. You said he's a great. guy. I met him right? a bunch of times. He couldn't be like a more genuine, just nice man. See, that's awesome. That's and that's part of it too because he plays such a dick in all of these things that he's in yeah. and it's just very nice to hear that he's a very nice guy. yeah he had a great story um i was watching jimmy kimmel uh right before this season premiered and obviously he's a california guy or lives in california now and he's a big dog advocate and he drives across country with his two pit bulls when they're filming um uh punisher he doesn't bring his family he just goes by himself but he does drive across country with his father-in-law or excuse me his his father and the story of him and his dad driving across country is pretty pretty awesome. So if you have a chance to ever watch that, you know, watch that clip on Jimmy Kimmel, it's pretty funny. That's nice. That's kind of like when Ozzy is touring with uh, Jack. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just probably a way better. Yeah. Exactly. <coughs> but anyway, sorry. So didn't anyway, mean to spoil. So I thought season one was great. Uh, I think good because again, I went into it pretty cold, so I didn't know the backstory of the Punisher. I didn't know the character at all. Like I saw half of the Thomas Jane one. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I was I was more interested in. Um, the casting John Barathol was great, but more the um, the dynamic between him and um, 
the chick from the not the TSA but Homeland Security. I thought she was fantastic in it. Right. Her little bit with like her little uh, guy that she works with. I thought the casting was real well and was like really nice ensemble stuff. And the story was captivating enough that I was like engaged. So even though we were like kind of going through on these like major story, they always did those flashbacks and that helped me put it all into context. So anyway, season one I thought was as a whole fantastic. Okay. Season two. Um, highlights kind of like the weaker part of season one, which again, forgive me, which is this bad guy, um, Jigsaw or um, Billy uh, Billy Russo, yep, and who plays Prince Caspian in the Witch, the Lion, and the Wardrobe, or whatever it's called. Who is also very right now very heavily um, rumored to be the new Batman, FYI. Oh, that's awful. That would be horrendous. Well, why can't they get a normal Batman? Because they're doing a the the new Batman is supposed to be a as when he's younger, when he's just becoming Batman and really honing his. This is what the rumor is, honing his right. uh like detective skills. So the rumor has been him or Army Hammer. So I don't, I don't know if you're familiar oh, with him or not. So Army of oh, the Lone Ranger. Army Hammer destroys everything he's in. Like uh, yeah, I think he's the franchise killer. I mean, to be fair, last year he was. I don't. He wasn't nominated. I don't believe. He might have been nominated for an Oscar last year, but anyway. Oh. <laughs> in my very myopic world, he's awful. He's fantastic um, in social media. So if you have never seen social media, he is fantastic as the, uh, was it the Winklevoss twins? He's fantastic. <laughs> it's a funny word. Yeah. Anyway, um, John Hamm. I saw something with John Hamm wants to do Batman. I think that would be a great casting. But I think that. Like he's kind of got that swagger. I think if they're going to do that, they just might as well keep Ben Affleck. Because they're they're going for a younger version, like an or, almost an origin-ish type of story. Anyways, let's go back to sorry, anyway. Punisher. All right, Billy All right. Billy so- Russo. So Billy Rosso, and he like kind of sucks through this part. So he's like, his face is all jacked up, and they're kind of doing the side story with it. But they beat to death this um, storyline that he has with his like psychiatrist uh, slash therapist that has her own problems. And whenever you start getting like traction on like, hey, the story's actually getting good, like we're going somewhere, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden they just hit it to a dead stop and then they start getting into the stupid relationship. And nobody cares because there's really no, like we did it already, like we get it. You guys don't like each other and you're mad at each other. But like it's, his story isn't deep enough that we really need all that time spent with him. So in like mid-season Punisher season two, all they're doing is like going into Billy Russo and the psychologist and how uh, Homeland Security lady hates his guts because they did it in the shower and now she feels bad about it. <laughs> so it's it's a little bit too much. Yeah, I, I, but it does get better. I would argue uh, that the, the the worst part of Punisher season two is the Billy Russo and therapist love story because it's yeah. just too much and they're just it's overacting it's it's you can see what's coming a mile away like i knew right from the beginning she was going to be into him based on how she's right. treating him uh the madani thing the lady who works for homeland security like it's it's Madonna. fine i don't i don't yeah. deal, i don't mind that because she's dealing with whatever she's dealing with um the other part is the other i mean they're trying to have two storylines at the same time this little girl who is being hunted by what appears to be like a demented uh, amish dude almost <laughs> right <laughs> and i yes. couldn't care less about this little girl storyline. I don't care. Um, it's funny because as they wrap that up, the girl, the girl sucks and it, she's a lovely actress, whoever the heck she is. Um, but you don't like, you don't care. It's like, you don't know how old she is. A B it's hard to feel bad for her because she's such a bitch. And then C the storyline isn't that captivating because it's a little hard to follow. Like what it is that they want that she has. Right. And it like, it boils down to like a photograph. Right. Yeah. She has like, gay, she has, like, she appears to have, 
it's photos of like a, a governor's son that's that's homosexual like making out with a guy not like sex right. just like kissing a guy and because of this again i haven't finished the season but it looks like they've set into motion like hitmen to get her all of her friends have been murdered just to get this photo back because corbin burnson is the you know the the what corbin burnson's like the the, the governor of, yeah or something who well he's like this multi-zillionaire who wants his kid to be president right okay so him and a um, very old Lana Lang are the parents. Correct. And oh, with, speaking of Lana Lang, whatever, what is her real name? I don't know. She's um, she's I, all I know her from is she's a uh, she's Beverly from the original It movie. She's the adult right, version yeah, of I, Beverly. Yeah. Annette o, Annette O'Toole. I don't, I don't whatever know. the hell her name is. The redheaded chick. She at one point is yelling at somebody, and I thought it was makeup, but it's not. It's her real face. She's yelling, and these veins are popping out of her skull. And I really thought we were gonna do like this whole thing that her face was gonna explode. Right. But I guess just when you get old, you pick up new veins in your face that she clearly has. Yeah, she's very. She has. Um, she hasn't aged very. I mean, she's very, 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 very wrinkly. Oh yeah, and veiny, just lots of veins. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> these things that I just zero in on. Um, so anyway, it's, it's so they have one picture of like you said, these two people, the, these two men kissing, but they're not. They're just kissing. It could be two men that know each other and he saw each other at a funeral, and that are just kind of like pecking on each other's cheek. Like the photo isn't like as considering how graphic this show is, and it is very graphic. Um, the, the, the photo is like tame and it's like, it's 2019, 18, if you count that, um, who cares about a photograph anymore? And that's not necessarily ruining, ruining your run for, uh, the presidency. So the storyline was stupid. Yeah. It's not, it's Um, not great. It's not great. But what's kind of the nice little bit of it, again, spoilers, is that you really, they start framing the show that you actually start sympathizing with, um, the Amish guy more than you do with the girl and you feel actually worse for the Amish guy because here's this guy that's trying to like turn his life around and kind of working for the safety of his family and the health of his wife and it's just like holy shit this guy is like way more interesting than this very whiny you know sub-teenager um and and when the show actually ends that storyline ends so flat that you're just kind of like oh so like the season does end flat it's just kind of like all you know all the threads are kind of closed up and um, you just kind of left there being like, oh, okay. And I assume they're making a season three, right? Uh, they've can't. Netflix has canceled all of those shows, so they haven't canceled oh. Punisher yet. They've canceled Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, and Defenders. Uh, with the, I mean, I'm assuming the reason they've canceled that is because they won't renew it because it'll be going to Disney's streaming service. Oh, right, right. Um, right. But Netflix has some interesting verbiage in their contracts apparently that says that if they've if a if a character has been on an original program on Netflix, it can't appear on another network for like two years or something like that. Gotcha. So none of these shows will be coming back um, anytime soon. Punisher is the one that's still, obviously, they haven't announced, but I'm, I would imagine they're, it's still so new, meaning it's it yeah. just got released like a month ago. They probably won't announce it anytime soon. Yeah, and I can't imagine them, you know, again, it's a comic book that's running for a bazillion years, Yeah, but I can't imagine where they're going to go with these storylines that are like, once you kind of exhausted the family thing, and you've exhausted the, um, you know, personal friendship thing, well, it, then you're kind of really doing more like the Hulk, yeah. the Incredible Hulk-like side stories. Well, at some point, like, I mean, might meeting interesting the, people. the Punisher's main villain is Kingpin, so at some point, right. I mean, he would have to, I would imagine, battle Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil. But I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. 
All right. So something else you have on your list, which this is the thing I'm most excited to talk to you about. And this is I and I quote uh, movies with my kids, educating the youth with good movies. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) so I have an idea of what that means, but I would love to hear what you think that means. All right. So, you know, part of my teaching career, um, I was a graphic design teacher, but I also taught film. And I'm also the guy who, as I'm teaching, I, because, again, I rant on about nonsense. No. Is I, yeah. No. I, I bring up these kind of odd references that the kids are just like, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, you've never seen X, Y, and Z. And the kids will be like, no. And it's like, that's just bad parenting. And I've gotten <laughs> called out on that one, too. So so what I'm trying to do is, as we're like kind of going through, and my kids are getting older. So my daughter is 13. My son is 9. I'm trying to make sure that they see you know, semi-important movies, but in the meantime, I'm also trying to make sure that they're not, um, you know, seeing things that they really shouldn't be watching just quite yet. Sure. So, like, most kids that, like, came out of the 80s, my parents allowed me to watch awful, awful, awful movies and psychologically scarred from, like, violence and sex and just, like, the horror of those kind of movies... And whenever I bring it up to my parents, they're like, oh, you had such a bad childhood. It's like, yeah, I kind of did because all I did was having nightmares about, like, people killing me. <laughs> um, so part of, like, making sure that the kids see the good movies is that I want to make sure that they're seeing quality movies, but I want to make sure I'm not freaking them out, too. Okay. So that's kind of, like, long story short of what we're trying to do. Okay. So give me an example. So I would love to know an example of something that you don't deem as something your, your kids at 13 and – I'm sorry, how old is Owen? Nine. Nine. So 13 and nine. What what they can and can't see. Okay, so we'll start with all right. So they they they're they're both on two different paths. So stay with me on this one. <laughs> it's almost like I'm writing curriculum for them. <laughs> so Haley, who's who's 13, um, what I started doing was when my wife wasn't around, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna we're gonna watch a movie, we're gonna watch it together, but it's gonna be like very violent and they're gonna say bad words, but it's like these are movies that you really shouldn't be watching, but I'm gonna have you watch anyway. Sure. So it kind of gives this level of mystery to it. So I started with um, movie as ridiculous movies with strong female leads. Okay. So I started with Aliens. Okay. And I thought that was like a home run. Like, hey, here's a sci-fi movie. Your dad's kind of into it, and we're gonna watch it. It's Gordy Weaver's fantastic. She kind of looks like your grandma, and she uh, just wasn't into it. So Aliens, not Alien. So the second one. Yeah. Yeah, because I figured Aliens was a little bit more, like, captivating. Yeah. Alien, you have to, like, you got to be in there, and, you know, you just can't be yeah. there. But Ali- Aliens was a little bit more. Yeah, and there's a lot more action, so got it. So she wasn't into it, and I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe we got to try something else. So she came down, and she's like, all right, let's, um, can we watch a movie I'm not supposed to watch? I'm like, all right, we're going to watch uh, Kill Bill. <laughs> can I watch a movie I'm not supposed to watch, Dad? Sure. Right. <laughs> sure, come on, we'll do it. And as long as I'm watching it with her, it's fine. Yeah, of course. So we did uh, Kill Bill. Okay. So I was like, all right. And there's like certain parts of Kill Bill that I'm not ready to share with a 13-year-old, but I'm making sure that I'm kind of there should she have any issues or questions. And um, the other rule that I initiated was no cell phone. Okay. So if we're going to watch it, then you got to put the phone away. It's you and me, and we're just watching this movie. And she said, yep, no problem. And we did it. She loved it. We did Kill Bill 2. She loved it. Um, so it's like th- those types of movies. And it's funny enough, because I just did Pulp Fiction with her last week. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor is trying to do the same thing without as much success. So, you know, I tee it up and it's like, all right, well, we're going to watch this movie. There's a lot of bad words they shouldn't be saying. There's probably excessive violence and a little bit of drug use. 
and the only scene that I skipped was the gimp scene because I'm not ready to explain it to her yet. No, no, I don't know how you explain that to a 13 year old. But she she loved it. She thought it was great. But the really kind of funny thing that came out of it was Samuel L. Jackson. Whenever he comes on, she just laughs. <laughs> because this goes back to the Star Wars podcast when I told you about the tree ornament. So, like, that's how the kids know him is as of the tree ornament. So she just sees him and just hears what he has to say. And then he's uh, she's just laughing because of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So... Have, have there been things that she's wanted to watch that you don't let her watch? Rarely, because she doesn't like um, like action movies per se, and she doesn't like sci-fi movies. She certainly doesn't like horror movies. So she's good. She kind of lets me pick. Okay, fair enough. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, you have decent taste, so that's good. That's, that's good. I'm trying. So, so she's seen, like, all the classics or hasn't. So she's seen, like, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones. Obviously, she's seen Star Wars. Do they like yeah. Harry Potter? They, she went through, and I think he went through too. They did the whole Harry Potter thing, right. so they they've seen all the movies. Okay, um, just not with me in the room because yeah, I just yeah, I don't have that kind of patience. I don't have that kind of patience. Got it, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, so what now? The boy. Yeah, I was gonna say, what about Owen? So the boy likes um, horror and gore and just like that kind of stuff. Okay. So he's like a lot harder to pick movies that are appropriate for a nine year old. <laughs> so. But his favorite but you, is you, Jaws. I was going to say, you said earlier that he very much likes Jaws, but not because of the violence and all that, because he likes pseudo likes kind of the movie-making side of it, right? Yeah, he loves it. And the fact that we were at Martha's Vineyard and he met Richard Dreyfus, and, like, that's that's a big deal to him. And he's, like, I think Netflix just released all the Jaws movies again. Right. And he's all over it. And he even, like, as he's kind of watching him, he knows the proper rating for him. Like, four sucks, and three's kind of okay, and two's a little bit better, but one is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but he he came down, and he's like, hey, can we watch um, Nightmare on Elm Street? Okay. And I was like, I hem and hawed on that one for a little while, and it's like, it's kind of like... Because that's the movie that screwed me up the most as a little kid. I mean, Jesus, this guy is, like, creeping into your brain in the middle of the night and, like, killing you with, like, claws. Um, so it was like, all right, we're going to do it, but we're going to watch it during the day. And, you know, we're going to kind of go through it pretty slowly. And if you start getting freaked out, we're going to turn it off. And are we talking... He said, okay, okay, okay. Are we talking Nightmare 1? Yeah, Nightmare 1. Okay, like, so Robert England Nightmare 1. Yeah, Johnny Depp getting pulled through a, a waterbed and whatnot. Okay. Exactly. I, I wonder, though, is that considered, like, if you look at movies that, at that time, right, that era, the, the original kind of slasher films, are they are they more tame than they are now? I feel like they are. That's the trick, is you're a little more versed in, like, modern horror movies, yeah. and I just, I'm so far removed from them. Every, every one that I kind of see is all that jump scare stuff. Okay. Whereas I think the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, and even, like, some degree, the Friday the 13th stuff and the Halloween stuff. Sure is all more psychological and you know the less you see the more your kind of imagination creeps up on you yeah. so it, it's my humble opinion that it's scarier for the older ones than the new ones okay, so like we're not watching the exorcist or no anything, no no but, you know. um have him if you haven't watched it um it's a movie that i mean we talked about it on the movies i'm excited about this year i love i think it's super underrated it came out uh, a couple years ago independent was treated like an independent film called happy death day um okay. damien refused to watch it I had him when he was down last weekend watch it with me because we're going to we're going to watch the new one for the podcast uh, in our reviews. Watch that with Owen. It's a PG-13 so it's not not over the top. It's essentially um a horror movie for Groundhog Day. All right, what is it called? Happy Death Day. 
Happy Death Day. I'm even writing this down. And the sequel comes out next week <laughs> in theaters. Is that Happy Second Death Day? Happy Death Day to you. Oh. <laughs> what a great... Yeah. Uh, hey, did you, did you see that Shaft is coming back out? I did, yeah. yeah. And it's titled Shaft? I did, yep. So now we have three movies titled Shaft? Yeah, I feel like I'm good. <laughs> I'm probably okay without seeing it. <laughs> I love that second movie. That second movie was amazing. Okay. With uh, with Sam, that's with, the role Samuel Jackson with Sam Jackson. I mean, because he's just playing himself. That's all Sam Jackson does. That's it. That's, that's it. And that's all we want. That's yeah, I agree. All right. So another thing you have written down is Harrison yes. Ford signing. Now, this to oh. most people is going to be probably the most ridiculous thing we talk about because uh, people who are not into autographs cannot understand why you are why you are paying someone to simply write their name. Most of the time, them not being pleasant while paying them. <laughs> To write their uh, name, this is a whole yeah. nother. I, I just, I, I'm so because of my interests and what I've been into. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Um, all right, hang on. I'm getting my second beer now because now, all right, you're good. Now you're gonna loosen me up a little bit. This is good. This is all good. Right, this so, is good podcasting. You walking away and still talking. This is good stuff. <laughs> the fridge is just right behind me. It's okay. No, I saw. And now we're doing um, the Newberg collaboration series. This is the Wolf Boss. I like the name. Which. Yeah, so it's also 7%, which is no big deal. Nope. Um, and this is a collaboration with Industrial Arts Brewing. It's kind of like a orangey beer. Okay. So in, in honor of uh, you being in California, <laughs> and for some reason, oranges come to mind. Okay. I think it, So now we're I having orangey beers. Oranges are Florida, yeah? Well, you have oranges in California, right? Correct. Besides fire, there's oranges? There are yeah. oranges and avoca- avocados. Hey, are all the fires out? Are you guys yeah, yeah, okay? No, we're good, man. We've had um, like okay. end of the world type rain uh, for the last two weeks. Oh, yeah, which doesn't. Oh, where was all that a couple of months ago? Yeah, well, it doesn't. This is this is the natural cycle of things. Everything burns up, okay, and then it creates no. Right. There's no foliage, so that when it rains, we get mudslides. So yay, nice. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, my, fun to live in California. San Diego really is amazing. San Diego no, doesn't get fire, yeah. smartass. The <laughs> fires are not. The <laughs> fires are generally not by the ocean. They're more inland. Um, with the exception of this year when pretty much all of Malibu was on fire. But besides that. Right. Yeah, besides oh, that. So fine. that's all my information comes from the last, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. we. Where were we going with this? We're, well, we were going to this lovely Harrison Ford signing. Um, our, oh, okay. So the Harrison Ford I signing. I don't think your wife is listening. So are we going to talk about how much money you're spending on it? Or are we not going to talk about how much money you're spending? And, no. we. <laughs> nobody tell my wife. All right. So. So here's the thing, uh, and I think we've we've brushed on this, but let's kind of get into it a little bit. So, and and Anthony is not innocent of this, but we collect autographs. Like that's part of our like little things that we do, you know. And I, you know, I go to my conventions, and you know, I do all that stuff. But you know, and Anthony goes and after these people and chases them and has them sign stuff. So calm, we're both guilty. Calm down, calm down. There's no, <laughs> there's no chasing, no chasing. Uh, so. You know, as you're you're kind of going through Star Wars um, celebrations and conventions, you end up, you know, buying these autographs. But eventually, you have like too many, so you start multi-cast pieces. They call it. so usually somebody gets like a poster, and then everybody who's involved in the movie uh, signs the poster. But what happens is you you hit a point that you've got everybody signing the poster. Um, except for like a couple of people. And usually those couple of people are like the big names, like the major, not the Mark Hamill's, believe that he's a big deal, 
but like the George Lucas and the John Williams and the Harrison Ford, and it's Harrison Ford is what everyone kind of needs. Right. So, so f- now, for example, real quick, so like at these conventions, you know, Frank Oz who plays Yoda, um, for you're not getting Harrison Ford who plays obviously Han Solo. George Lucas isn't showing up. John Williams isn't showing up. You're getting Carrie Fisher at that time. You're, you know, Mark Hamill. You're getting Stormtroop number seven hundred and Stormtrooper seven hundred twenty six. Um, you know, right. you're getting a lot of the the bigger names are not showing up to these things. Sorry, proceed. Right. No, and it's just, and it's not that it's frustrating, but the collector's mentality is like, you have to own everything immediately. And um, over the years, it was like Harrison Ford seemed to be like the white whale. And the, 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 the kind of mystique of Harrison Ford has kind of grown over the years. Not only was he a big deal to us growing up, Han Solo, Indiana Jones, whatever, but he's the one guy that we all kind of want to meet, and he's the guy that's not accessible. Even Frank Oz and uh, John Williams, to a degree, are somewhat accessible. If you're willing to travel, you can meet them. But right. um, concerts, Harrison movie Ford, screenings, things like that. Exactly, and but Harrison Ford ain't happening. So over the years, they've done like Harrison Ford signings, like you know, you, some company like Official Picks. Um, gets together with them and they do you know sign x amount of them and then they send them in the store and they sell them off and the price is and for people who don't collect these things forgive me when i tell you the price <laughs> it started with an 8 by 10 photograph of Harrison Ford it was 500 bucks to just have and it has and this is it, just the, you're not getting a handy um there's literally just no. a signature and there is a signature and that is it it's not even personalized and you don't it's you don't get him. you don't get to meet him no, oh, you kidding? That would be impossible. Okay. So that is the bottom rung. So if you're in for a Harrison Ford piece of memorabilia, you're starting at five. And as the years have gone on, they've gotten more expensive instead of being less expensive because it's more out in the market. So this past, like, I don't know how many months ago, a couple of months ago, um, there was an announcement that Harrison Ford was going to do another signing. And we're like, oh, all right, well, you know, we're all good on Harrison Ford. But the issue this time is that he's doing a send-in. So what a send-in is, is for all us nerds who have these things that, you know, Harrison Ford hasn't signed yet. He's now accepting all of these items signed, which is the first time he's ever done any of this stuff without, like, going to meet him on the street. So (laughs) we're bananas over it. Now, when I tell you the price, you're going to understand how bananas we are. So we're, we're all waiting for the price. Then much like waiting for Springsteen tickets, it was released to the public, and it started at $800 for an 8x10. And I shit you not, there were people that responded to that being like, oh, it's a great price. And this is for this man signing his name, not even giving a thought to the picture he is signing, and it's less than half a second that he takes. Correct. So it starts at 8 and then as you move up the rung, the price has changed. Now, people who collect like sports memorabilia kind of understand this stuff. So if you get Pete Rose to sign a photograph versus like Pete Rose sign a baseball or a jersey, there's a different price bracket. So that had never been before. And just over the last couple of years, it's getting more into that. So Harrison Ford signing these like multi-signature posters. I'm sorry, mom. It is $1,500. And you're in for how many? I'm just in for one, like, and the whole thing, <laughs> sorry, Heidi, I'm in for one. And it's like, I'm, I, we all went through wholesale. So all the shit that we've collected over the last couple of years, everyone's just trying to sell the stuff. So if you're not in on the Harrison Ford signing, you can get all this great stuff that everyone's trying to move real quick, relatively cheap. 
because everyone's just trying to raise money. So I have a fun. Okay, so like you mentioned, I, I've done the. I've been in this hobby for a little bit. Um, it, my enjoyment of this hobby and my, uh, I guess investment or the time I'm putting into it now is considerably less than it has ever been. Um, and that's a number of different reasons from how the celebrities a lot of times will interact with the fans, and then how. Um, people who do it for a living are just kind of the worst type of people. Um, but my, my, <laughs> I'm, I'm so that's not nice. What's that? It's a nice people. So, some nice yeah, people yeah, are yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's how you and I became friends. That's right. But overall, the fundamental issue I have with this signing is that they are the people who are putting it on. I can't imagine Harrison Ford. He's getting a flat fee for this is the amount of time I'm doing, or this is the amount of signatures I'm doing either one. Right. He's not right. differentiating between, oh, you already have Mark Hamill on this, so it's going to cost you three time or three, $300 more than it would normally. My problem is with the people who are putting it on and the fundamental how they are just essentially giving the big finger to any fan who wants to do it because you've spent time and they know you need it. So they could have made this $2,000 and you guys would have been in on it. And that's a fair – that is a fair estimate on price because – Again, people were ready to go like 3000 on this thing. That's how nuts we are. Right, and, and that's the problem I have, is it's not necessarily that Harrison Ford is charging for his time, essentially. He's not charging for the signature. He's charging for his time. I understand that. Yep. I hope that the man gives the money to charity based on he's the most lucrative uh, movie star of all time and has plenty of money. Um, my problem <laughs> is are the people who are putting it on, and they just want to screw everybody. Now, there's a, also my thought is that these are the same people that they don't really give a shit about getting signatures for Harrison Ford. They just want to have photos with him and imply that they are quote unquote friends with Harrison Ford. That's my own theory, you know, but that's who knows if I'm right or not. I'm pretty sure. I'm well, right. there's a whole great backstory about a guy who had gotten a couple of, a guy won a contest. One year. Do you know, you know the story, right? <laughs> of course right? I know the story. I, so a guy I won see, a contest. I see this guy at Comic-Con almost every year still. And what a weenie this guy is. The best way to describe this guy is a weenie. Um, so he, he had won a contest, him and his buddy split some sort of whatever to have lunch with Harrison Ford. And at the lunch, um, they took pictures and Harrison Ford signed a shit ton of stuff. And this is a better part of like 15 years ago. Yeah, I thought. And I think this was for charity, correct? Yeah, that one was for charity. Okay. And, uh, what happened was this guy started a ring of like, Hey, I'm going to do these send-ins for Harrison Ford. And it went, like, across the uh, collecting community, for lack of a better word. And, I mean, some big collectors really put their trust into this guy and were paying big, big money for it. And some people were like, it, it was awful. It was like second mortgages on houses. It was awful. <laughs> but um, it turned out this fucking guy, excuse me, was just signing it himself. And he wasn't even signing him correctly. But what made it so um, horrible was that there were so many people that had so much money invested in it when it was brought out by Harrison Ford's own people. Because there was a point that it was like the debate was so intense that we actually went right to the top to be like asking these guys like, hey, did he do this stuff? The answer was absolutely not. The guy was faking it. But the people that had so much money invested in it, they backed it up, up and down. I mean, it was friendships that were screwed up. There were lawsuits all over the place and like some really bad blood in the uh, the collecting community. And again, it's just about scribbles on a piece of paper. So it really kind of brought to the fact like, all right, if Harrison Ford scribbles on it or this idiot scribbles on it, either way, it's just scribble on a piece of paper. So like, why are people going so nuts? And again, we understand all that, but still... I'm giving this guy 1500 bucks so he could scribble his name on my piece of paper. And to be fair, you're giving somebody $1,500 a, 
assuming that it's legit. And now, I'm, yeah, I, well, I, I'm not saying that it's not. You know it is. I know yeah. it is. But realistically, you're not there to see it. And you can only no, trust the right. person as much as you can trust them to assume that this is right. Everything is pay up front. Everything is, you know, I'm sending my multi-thousand dollar poster out to an address that I don't know. Everything's kind of built on faith. And um, yeah, it's it's mildly scary. So people get real weird about it. And the whole thing is like just to kind of play it cool and pretend like it's not like an obsession in the back of your head. But like, sure enough, that's the only thing on my mind is like, I wonder what he's going to sign. I wonder what he's going to sign. And it's, it's, again, it's crazy. I know it's crazy. You know it's crazy. My wife clearly knows it's crazy, but we do it anyway. When are when is he going to sign it? When is that signing actually happening? I think the last I heard, it's supposed to happen in March sometime. Okay, and you've already sent your stuff out. I already sent my stuff out. Man, just... I, I'm only in for one. So someone's... Where... Who did you send it to? I sent it to uh, one of the people that you were, like, shitting on, so I'm not going to join on the shit on no, party. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't say anybody specifically. That, that I, didn't say, I didn't say anybody specifically. Um... Got it. Got it. And again, I'm not, I am not shitting on the person per se. I am shitting on maybe the ethics of the signing itself. Not, not Fair anybody. Enough. I don't know these people personally by any means. Um, I don't have, I, I yeah, oh, okay. Caveat. I do know a few of them personally. Yeah. I'm not saying anything about them spe- specifically. I'm more talking about just the ethics of, of the pricing and, and things of that nature. Right. And I mean, you could say anything, you could say that for, you know, a $20 person or a $50 person. Like if you're, you're paying and people are paying it like 50 bucks for the third stormtrooper on the right. And it's the same nonsense. It's, you know, it's like, well, I'm collecting it. And this person's an important part or not an important part, but regardless, he's going to sign my poster. Here's 50 bucks. (laughs) Here's 50 bucks. Here's 50 bucks. Anthony Forrest or Forrester. Forrest. Anthony Forrest. He's a nice guy too. I'm sure he is, but but he doesn't need $50 from me. No, 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 no. He was in a stormtrooper. Well, he was in the cutscene too. Yeah, he was out of stormtrooper outfits. Um, yeah. All right. So another thing that you have on your list: Batman animated yeah. series. I was knee deep in Batman the animated series a couple of weeks ago. It was bananas. I was doing. Um, I don't know where it came up. It just like popped into my brain that I was like, "Hey, let's watch Batman." And this was another one I was trying to get my kids into. But for some reason, totally not into it. And I don't know why. It's the best version of Batman, in my opinion, out of any medium. Hands down. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's it's great acting and it's great storyline. And even on, I was watching it on the DVDs, not even on like the Blu-rays. Because I bought the DVDs like 10 years ago. And I still haven't watched them. And then I started watching them this, uh, last month. And the, uh, the making of stuff is fantastic. It's just great. It actually, because again, it's the crazy person mentality. The more time I spent watching something, what happens is I start putting it on the brain and then I start looking at like collectibles for that thing. (laughs) You have a sickness, man. You have a sickness. I do. So over the years I've bought, I have like a, um, an animated cell. I brought it to, you know, one of the comic cons and Kevin Conroy signed it. So like, that's pretty cool. That's hanging up right behind my head. Um, but the other thing that like just came out was a sixth scale animated series, Batman, Okay. And they were like, it was a, I forget, whatever the company. Oh, Mo, uh, Mondo. Mondo? Yeah. Whoever does the posters, those guys. Yeah. They had done it for one of the, you know, West Coast conventions, like as an exclusive. Like the comic. And it's cool. Like San Diego Comic Con, the best convention in the country? No, no, no. It was probably one of the better ones, you know, one of the lesser ones. Hmm. The better ones hmm. or the lesser ones. Hmm. You take you take your pick. Hmm. So <laughs> we don't have exclusives in New York. We don't need them. Sure, sure. People are showing up anyway. Sure. 
Sure. Um, so I bought this goofy thing and it was one of those things. It was like, all right, well, it sold for, I think it was a hundred bucks. Okay. And it's a six scale, like it's an action figure for lack of a better word. It's like, it's pretty okay, but it's an action figure. It's pretty okay. And again, pe- <laughs> and that's the things that people are going to be listening to this and be like, you spent a hundred bucks on an action figure? Like back up, buddy. I've spent a couple of hundred bucks on action figures, but we'll get there. So it's, um, there was a regular one, which is the one that I bought that was a hundred bucks. And then there was like an exclusive one um, for like an extra 20 at the show, but they're like doubling the price. And the only thing you get with the extra is like an extra cape. Okay. And the sickness is so deep that I'm sitting there considering, I was like, mm, I'll spend 200 bucks. It's like, no, you won't <laughs> because that's crazy because you have two kids and a mortgage. Correct. So $200 for a Batman is ridiculous, even though I spent a hundred dollars on a Batman, but it's. Ugh. So what, what I, I can't. I I can't wait until the inevitable moment where like you, Damien, and I are are, are in a room because eventually it'll happen. <laughs> so you don't know Damien at all, um, with the no, exception of the podcast. Just... He's a lovely man. You're a lovely man. Yeah, I'm is. sure you guys will get along yeah. great. But I can't, and this is again why I'm so excited about the podcast all the time is that my friends are all so different yet have a lot of similar interests. But Damien is is a freaking gypsy, right? Damien right. does very well for himself. Um, but hates things and stuff. Oh. I mean, when he moved to the Bay Area for work, he literally packed, he had four boxes, dude. Four boxes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can't wait to get you guys together so that he can just look at you like you're the craziest person he's ever met with all the stuff you own because he did it to me for the longest time. I've since downsized oh, a ton of shit and got rid of a ton of shit. Um, but I can't wait for that moment. It's going to be so exciting for me. It's, you know, we, we talk about the basement. So I have this furnished basement. I talked about it before. It's beautiful. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful, by the way. It's just, it's got it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But it's just got a ton of shit in it. And it's, I have friends that come over, like other adults. <laughs> and then it always happens. And usually it's my kids that like present it. They're like, hey, you should go downstairs and, and see what the basement looks like. And normal people expect coming down into the basement, like, oh, maybe there's like a bar there. There's a big TV and maybe a couch. And then they walk into what looks like Willy Wonka's factory with all of this weird shit all over the place. And they're like, are you kidding? I had a friend of mine collapse laughing on the steps. And thank God I had a bathroom right at the top of the steps. She laughs so hard she almost peed herself because it's just ridiculous. So just to give you like a sense of what it looks like, when you walk down the steps, (laughs) you are greeted by... Um, a Batman 1966 poster signed by all the cast, um, a Darth Vader picture that you would imagine would only need to be signed by one person is signed by like 12. I got Christopher Walken on the wall. I've got, you know, E.T. and Back to the Future, and you're not even out of the stairwell yet. <laughs> and as you make the turn, I have a mannequin that has the Indiana Jones outfit on it. And not even like <laughs> what kind of looks like the Indiana Jones outfit. It is like the Indiana Jones outfit. And it's just, it's one after the other, and people just like, you're nuts. And I'm like, I know. And they all say the same thing, like, it's great, but you're crazy. Your wife, and your wife I must know. adore you. She, <laughs> she is a saint. Much, she is a saint. Yeah, much, much like Nicolette. So for anybody who doesn't know, I'm going to have Rob take a couple of pictures. We'll put it on social media uh, under uh, Instagram uh, at The Morning Geekdom, so you guys can take a look at, at what we're talking about. Because um, I've I've seen it not in person, obviously, and it's it's something to be seen. Hey, real quick, what am I looking at over your right shoulder? Whose sword is that? Is that Aragon's sword from Lord of the Rings? Oh, that one over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's home defense. 
So that is a Aragorn. It's a Strider sword right. from uh, whoever made it. I think United United Cutlery, Cutlery did make it. So um, here's what's funny. So we had a phone call one day, like a you know, like a whatever, a business phone call, like a spam phone call. What do you call those things? Yeah, telemarketer. Yeah, telemarketer. So Heidi picks it up, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we're from so and so from so and so security company." Um, you know, we're going around and we're selling X, Y, and Z. And, you know, what kind of security do you have in place at your home right now? Which is a sketchy question to begin with. <laughs> but Heidi picks up. She's like, no, we're good on security. And the guy's like, well, are you sure? You know, it's really kind of dangerous. And she's like, no, no, no. My husband has an extensive line of, like, swords and lightsabers. So we're good. <laughs> so if anyone ever comes to attack us, I can kill you with a sword. I have an Indiana Jones whip. Mm-hmm. Or I mm-hmm. could have a lightsaber that a... Um, may or may not intimidate you by not going on. And that's the stupidest thing ever. Again, I bring fairly intelligent people down into my basement. They look at the lightsaber handles, which are like little replicas. The hilts? And they're like, yeah, the hilts. And they're like, does it work? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, what's wrong with your brain? Of course it doesn't work. It's a little handle. It's, lightsabers are It's real. fucking 2019. We don't have lightsabers, man. <laughs> Welcome to the future. So, and it's, yeah, it's like, I look around and I love it. And every time I look around, it's just like, ugh, I'm almost embarrassed by it. But, you know, it's a lot of shit on the walls. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. But now you're a mark for someone to come break into your house. I apologize. Uh, without a doubt in my mind. Right. Without a doubt. So, and if since we're talking about, since we're on this topic, I'll give you the last three things just so you can kind of know as far as crazy I am. Yeah, I was going to say, so we have three more, three more props that I'd like to wrap up into this last segment here. Got you. All right. So I'm even going to bring it by because Anthony... Who can't hear me because I walked away? Can see me on Google Hangouts. So this is one of the latest things. I, I yep, that's the uh, that's the uh, X-wing fighter fighter pilot helmet. It is the X-wing fighter pilot helmet, and I walked away again like an idiot. Does it? It's the X-wing fighter pilot helmet. Right, right. Okay, that's cool. Is that a new addition? That's a new addition to the to the collection. That is, and because everything that I do once I get into this stuff is like you got to research the shit out of it. So you can't just like, oh, it's like it's a helmet. I'm going to buy it because I'm not that crazy. But I'm crazy as far as, you know, I, it's like I get an interest and then I start digging in. And usually with like the props and stuff, you go to um, the, what do you call the uh, the RPF. Right. And once you're in the replica prop forum is what it's formally called, you start researching in there. And what you find out is a lot of things you get are not as authentic as you think they are. So you end up like going deeper and deeper into this kind of rabbit hole. (laughs) So it's, and it's like weeks and hours and it's just, you know, I'm spending so much time figuring out which freaking red five helmet to get. And in the meantime, I could be like doing something protective, like looking at stocks and trying to like find a better future (laughs) for my family. But instead I found the most accurate X-wing helmet that you could get on the today's market. So it's, Again, I'm embarrassed by it, but it's pretty cool. It's hanging on a wall, so that's one. No need to be embarrassed. What's the other? Um, Todd's costumes. Todd'scostumes.com. <laughs> okay. Had a um, Han Solo blaster. Okay. Which I don't know how I got through life without this so far. So it is a uh, it's it's a metal kind of very weighty Han Solo blaster that actually comes apart. It has like working triggers and everything else, and it is gorgeous. It looks exactly like it does in the movie. It is pre-weathered, like everything has been replicated as close as it possibly can, and it's another like four hundred dollars later. It's hanging on the wall. So and uh, Rob, give me <laughs> give me a give me a, this is the last question I want to ask you, right? Yeah. Give me an estimation of what your collection's worth. 
I have no idea. Give me a, give me a, a ballpark of, of what you've spent. Now that's and that's the oh ballpark of how I oh that's that's insane I couldn't even tell you because it's just it's also I rotate a lot of things sure. too so like sure. I sell some stuff and it's like coming through so I I Anthony I would give you a number if I had it I have no idea <laughs> because it's only worth what someone's willing to pay as I've learned over the years of like shit that I bought of course that it was like this is gonna be the greatest thing ever and like no it's not like I can't even like give it away at certain points but it's um you know it's me. But I'm getting better. As I get older, I'm getting better. More selective. As I just told you. More selective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it's about. I mean, look, man, no one's going to – you like what you like. You collect what you like and you know, you watch what you like. And that's that's what I want to do these for is because I want I want to get everybody to, to get a sense of who you guys are and what you're into. And, and, and yeah, just everybody's so different. And that's what I like having. I like having people that are different. You know where we can all just enjoy pop culture, and we don't have to hate on each other and, and be upset with what what we collect and what we watch. And it's just to be a more healthy community. As we're talking about that, oh, before we get into the next thing, I was listening to the Lord of the Rings podcast. Is there a next thing? By the way, I thought I think we're I think we're done, buddy. I think we're oh, I mean it's only an hour. It's, How can we only be done in an hour? <laughs> Anyways, so listen, you went into Lord of the Rings, and you guys did a great Tyler. You did a great podcast. I'm with you 100 percent the whole way through, and I like the fact that he never read the books because I never read the books either. Jesus Christ, yeah, but um. One of the things that you guys agreed on that I was like, what the hell? Where's the voice of reason in this? Is um, how you guys were shitting on... um, Elijah Wood. Sean Astin. Uh, Nobody's shitting on Sean Astin. Samwise Gamgee? Yes, excuse me, you were. Samwise is is the wet blanket of the Hobbit group. He does a a great job as Sam, and Sam is a pivotal character, if not one of the most pivotal characters in the whole story. He, the heart of the movie. He's shitting on everything they want to do all the time. Everything is like, oh, I want another beer. You already had a whole half already. Oh, I want to do this. <laughs> and you already did it. Oh, there's another guy talking to the waitress. Oh, don't talk to the waitress. That's my chick. Like, it's just all, he's just, he's a lot. He he's is... crying a lot. He's just, it's a lot, <laughs> man. It's a lot. He is, he's the heart of the movie. He is the one we are, I think that's, he's the Robin. You know, like we talk about Batman and Robin. Sure. Um, he's the one that kind of goes along for the ride that I think the audience is meant to kind of understand the best. He's like, he's the best of all. He's the most sympathetic. He's the one who's supposed to be the purest. Like he has no agenda. He's just going with his friend to help his friend, whatever his friend needs. That doesn't change the fact that he is the whiniest, most wet blanket of the group. (laughs) And that's no, that's nothing against Sean Astin. Sean Astin plays that character. Great. I think Sean Astin was supposed to get nominated for an Academy Award for the last one of those movies. Um, but He's still a wet blanket character. It's just over over all of the years that I've watched those movies, just the the last thing in my head was that he was the wet blanket. It was that if I am going to walk miles in Mordor and I need someone to go with me, I'm freaking bringing Sean Astin. You're not bringing because Sean Astin. No, I'm going to bring an eagle is really what I need to right. bring, but I'm still bringing Sean Astin because if I fall and I break and he's going to motivate me, get me up, he's going to pick me up, he's going to throw me into the volcano. If I need to be thrown into the volcano, that's the guy you want. I would argue that Aragorn, Aragorn is the one you want because he's carrying him up a fucking mountain in the snow. He's the one that's the most handy with the sword, but that's fine. If you want the one who's good at motivating you, that's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Because if you're gonna, you were given the ring because someone believed in you. So you need someone to believe in you to get the journey done. That doesn't make any sense. But here's the other thing: is that Aragorn, really, if you really want to kind of get into it, and I mean, you could go into the subtleties of like distracting the eye of Sauron all you want. But like, did Aragorn really help Frodo? 
I mean, without him, he gets killed at the uh, the Prancing Pony by the Ringwraiths at the very beginning of the movie. So without him. All right. So he saves him once? Uh, saves him twice because then he saves them on top of the mountain when they are coming, when the Ringwraiths are coming and he puts the ring on and he sees them in the natural form. He jumps up and saves the day there. He, All right, so he saves them twice. Then he, how many times? Then he carries them. He carries them up, up the mountain uh, when it's snowing, and Saruman is conjuring something to create an avalanche. Saves them there. So there's three. All right, so there's three. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, so then, ha- oh, so right, then he, by all intents and purposes, saves them when they're fighting the Urukai at the end. Until, until little bitch Frodo's like, ah, eh, we don't actually need you. Like, go somewhere else. It's me. I'm going by myself. <laughs> then Sam almost drowns and needs to get saved. Then Sam gets gets <laughs> mentally fucking <laughs> mentally assassinated by Gollum, who gets Elijah Wood Frodo to kick Sam out. I mean, come on, man. Well, that's just awful. <laughs> but regardless, if you if you remove those examples, I mean, what help did Aragorn really get? Not much. Not much. Right. No. And right. then he also, yeah, he he fights the gentleman at the end, who they get the eye to focus on them, so that Frodo can go to Mount Doom. But besides that, he's a pretty, you know, he doesn't do much. <laughs> I don't even know why they count. Well, I don't know why his sword is hanging up on my yeah, wall. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying. I don't know. So anyway, I just felt that Samwise Gamgee needed a little bit of, you know, appreciation that you guys weren't necessarily <laughs> giving him. That's all I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. Just saying. All right, buddy. Is that anything else? Is that it for our list? I, yeah. I mean, that's uh, you. Well, the only other thing you had on your list was Zelda. So we can talk about Breath of the Wild if you'd like. Oh, I don't have the strength to talk about it, but uh, no. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. It's, uh, at some point, man, at some point, I need one of you clowns. You know, one of my big shows that I watch and I ride super hard for, which is ending next year, is Vikings. And I can't get any of you uh, assholes in to watch it with me. None of, none yeah, of you. Yeah, because I don't even... <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> when you brought it up, I didn't even think it was a real show. What's the problem? And I really still don't think it's a real show. It's a critically acclaimed show. It's up there every year in one of the most watched cable shows. On history now, granted, it's on History Channel, but none of you fucks watch it. No, because it's uh, pfft, I like I, Serenity at least knew it existed, but this is okay. like a mystery show that I wouldn't even realize it was still okay. On. To be fair, Serenity isn't a show. Fucking amateur. Firefly is the show. Serenity is the companion <laughs> movie. Jesus H Christ. Uh, I'll figure that out one day. You wait and see. It just it, it, you guys are you guys hurt my heart my heart that you won't watch Vikings. You know, you know, I'll start watching Vikings if you start watching that, How It's Made. Because I watch How It's Made like a mental patient. Mm-hmm. You ever watch How It's Made? No, but I have watched the, what's it called on Netflix where they do, a, it's the shows about like the toys. And I forget what it is. Oh, that show is amazing. Yeah, so I, the I, Toys That Made Us yes, or something? Yeah, so I've watched that. Oh, that's great. We should do one on those. Okay, yeah. When the, dude, you have the list. Put some shit down. Hey, man, if you look at that list, my list is pretty deep. <laughs> just i am participating you are yeah you have you have added you have added some things to it and i appreciate can we it. say can we can we tell the audience of what we're trying to do with the other thing or is that like should we keep it on the down uh, which other thing are we talking about the you me and damien thing yeah yeah we're gonna do a, a a long long form pod on on the burbs which we're all three very excited about and it'll be the first time that <laughs> the three of us have have tried to do one together so i'm super excited about it, it should be a it should be a mess but in the best <laughs> like beautiful most beautiful way possible I was watching it the other night just to kind of like prep myself for it, and you forget how amazing that movie is. It's. But what's more amazing is that as I get older, I turn into different characters in that movie. 100%. One billion. Yeah. yeah. At this point, 
It, I, I firmly believe that it is one of the most underrated comedies of all time, and it's by far, it's not even close to my favorite Tom Hanks movie. And I will say that to people, and they're like, are you kidding me? I love it. I absolutely adore that movie, and I have since I was like 13 years old. You'll take the burbs over, like, Forrest Gump. Uh, I don't enjoy Forrest Gump. I think that's, we've, not you and I have talked about it. I, no. Forrest Gump is a fine movie. It does not hold up well. I would much rather see him in something, uh, you know, obviously like Saving Private Ryan. I would rather see him in stuff like that than I do Forrest Gump. I think Forrest Gump is a travesty that it won all the awards it won in 94. Over Pulp Fiction, over Ed Wood, over Shawshank Redemption. Like, that movie's not better than those. Oh, that's right. You went into it with the Shawshank. I, you know... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right. It's, like when you put it like that, it's like nah. we can agree to disagree, or we can agree. I just think it's fine. It does not hold up well. I think when you watch it now, it just doesn't. It doesn't hold up very well. You know, me. I watched it the other night, and not to get into Forrest Gump. And again, it's, stay with me. Sure. Um, it's. I just watched it. I think last night, if not the night before. I think the problem is, and why it's aging poorly, is not so much the special effects. I think the special effects are fine. Um, I think what it is, it's a victim of its own success. I think people look at that movie and expect it to be just this amazing kind of thing. And the other thing is that the actors that are in it have gone on to do some really significant other roles. So as it gets older, we kind of forget that, you know, and it just instead of like, hey, it's it's Forrest Gump. It's like it's not Forrest Gump. It's it's the guy that's in all the Steven Spielberg movies. And it's not Robin Wright. It's, you know, the, the chick from House of Court, uh, Cards. So I think there's the, a lot of it is context. So I think that's why it's not holding up as well. And I think it was too heavy for um, our generation to really get a deep, deep appreciation for it. I think it was kind of like on the later end of it. But it's still, you know, it's a special kind of place. It is not as watchable as Shawshank. I will absolutely agree. Yeah. But still, you know, I think it, I think it holds up enough that it would still interest somebody. Okay, so just real quick, we'll we'll do this real quick. Better Tom Hanks movies than Forrest Gump. Okay, you have any of the Toy Story movies? Uh, <laughs> Can you really count that as a Tom Hanks movie? I mean, he's he's one of the the two main characters, so yeah, I think so. But when I go down the catalog of Tom Hanks, the last one on the list, besides the Man with the Red Shoe, is the ta- uh, the Toy Story. Movies. Really. That's not a Tom Hanks movie. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, catch me. Those are off the table. Catch me if you can. I enjoy more. Um, oh, that movie sucks because Leo's in it. Leo's, okay, only the greatest actor of our generation. Um, you want to talk about overrated actors? Leonardo DiCaprio is the top of the list. You want to talk about people who just play themselves? I present to you Leonardo DiCaprio. That couldn't be more different, but that's fine. The kid? No, wait. No, no. Now I'm on this. So the only movie that Leo was in... That is exceptional, in my humble opinion, is the Basketball Diaries. No, have you not watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Where? He- oh, good lord! Yeah, I've seen it. Seen it. Okay, but still, you cannot enjoy a movie and you cannot enjoy a performance. That doesn't mean it's a bad performance, though. All right, all right, fair enough. I'll give you Gilbert Grape as far as a decent performance. Uh, he- I still think a better performance was in Basketball Diaries, and I think everything since then have been deviations of the Jack character from Titanic. <laughs> there is zero chance that you think Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street is a deviation of the Jack character from Titanic. You know, I've never seen Wolf of Wall okay. Street of, uh, because I'm, I hate Leonardo I'm going to assume you've never seen J- uh, Django Unchained, which is... I an, did see Django Okay, so Unchained. that's certainly... He's not playing himself. 
No, but he is awful in that. You have to admit he's awful in that. In he Django? couldn't stick out more in Django. You're correct. Like, the kid can break his hand and bleed all over the place. That doesn't make it a good performance. He doesn't He doesn't fit that character well. He just doesn't have the look or, like, the tone <laughs> of the right person. I'm not even doing it to be a jerk. It's like, I, I, I just don't buy it. I get in it. In my head, it is always just Leo, and now Leo has a beard, or Leo has a mustache. It's so funny. Leo so it's would. so funny that you say that, because that's in large how I feel about Tom Hanks. That's how I feel about Tom Cruise. That's how I feel about Ben Stiller. You know, Will Ferrell, they're all playing themselves with a, with a different wig or a different accent. Um, I right. couldn't disagree more with Leonardo DiCaprio, but I get it. I mean, I have my own biases against certain actors or actresses where I can't get into them. We, I talked about it a couple of podcasts ago with Sandra Bullock. I, I can't stand Sandra Bullock. By all accounts, That's fair. she's America's yeah. sweetheart. Everybody loves her. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Julia Roberts. Again, by all accounts, everybody loves her. Not What'd you say? She's topped off at Speed. Speed is like the top game for Sandra no, I said I enjoyed her in Speed. I enjoyed her. Oh, There's a number true. of movies. I, I enjoyed her in, uh, what's the movie she did with McConaughey where it's a, like a like a different version of To Kill a Mockingbird, essentially. Sam Jackson's in that. Oh, it's A Time to Kill? A Time to Kill. She's fine in that. Yeah. Uh, but there are, I've never, I've never heard someone say that Leonardo DiCaprio plays the same character in every movie, but I enjoy, Here I, am. I enjoy your enthusiasm and passion about it, but you're wrong. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. And I think he looks like a thumb. That's what I look like without a beard. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you being on, man. It's a lot of fun. This is a this is it, a buddy. short one for us, which is which is crazy. Um, yeah, it is. But I, I I appreciate you being on, man. It's always a good time, and I can't wait for the Burbs Pod with you, me, and Damien. Absolutely, good to hear from you. As always, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for Rob for being on. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know it's something a little different. I just like uh, for everybody to get to know each one of the pod contributors. So hopefully I can get each one of you guys on so you can get to know them. If you give us those five-star reviews on iTunes, I would appreciate it. Also subscribe, rate, and review Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, Until next week, shout out to Gary Oldman.